everyone. Welcome to episode number 20. We actually made it to 20 so far uh, of the Fitness Devil podcast. So today we have a good old friend of mine, uh, Braden Wright. Now, unlike most of our other guests, Braden isn't a trainer himself. He's actually a very successful model and he has a successful music career growing. But he, fitness has always been a key part of his entire life. So uh, join us. We get into his whole story, how his thoughts on fitness and how it's been a big part of his success. Shut up and sit down. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fitness Devil Podcast, and uh, I'm Andrew Coates, and I got Dean Guido here with me, but today we're actually visited by an old friend of mine who has gone on to do a lot of really cool stuff in his life. He's got a successful modeling career turned into a music career. Uh, he's been featured in Forbes. So uh, Braden Wright, unlike most of our other guests, he actually isn't a fitness professional himself, but fitness has been a pretty key part to his life, lifestyle. And an ingredient in his career success. So welcome, my friend. It's great to see you. And uh, what have you been up to? Hey, guys. What's going on? Um, I've been doing a lot of traveling. Been uh, Moved to LA last year, so I actually just got back home to Frosty Canada uh, before Christmas. So I've just been uh, spending some time with family and hanging out and getting back into the swing of things for 2018. So yeah, uh, not too much lately. How are you guys doing? Amazing. Well, we just got done recording a really great episode, and hopefully if you're listening to this, you just, you've checked out uh, Mark Mitchell and uh, Michelle Bagnell's episode, and actually, if you're a if you're a friend or a fan of Braden's, and this is the first time you're hearing this, well, hopefully you'll love this, and then maybe you'll go back to our previous episode to try another one, and if you like what we do, then maybe you'll end up being a subscriber, but uh, but first and foremost, let's focus on you, so what's, what's the latest with the music career? How's that doing right now? Uh, things are going pretty good. I uh, moved to LA in about February of last year, decided to just spend a few months writing and getting to know people out in the Los Angeles area. I have a few friends out there who really wanted me to go out and, you know, I hadn't been on the West Coast in the heat for a while. I'd basically like, ended. I was living in New York for three years and in the summertime I went to London and it was just raining and so I got to LA and it was like straight from Canada. Middle of February. This is awesome. To like palm trees, sunshine, <laughs> like, oh my God. So I, you know, I got out there and just decided to see how things would go and something I always wanted to do. And, uh, you know, spent a few months just writing completely alone, doing modeling and stuff as well. Still kept me very busy. But uh, for the most part, I just wanted to see where things went. This year has been one of the best years of my life for sure, by far. I, uh, Love hearing that. Yeah. Like, I think we we could say the same thing about our last year professionally as well. Yeah, fucking awesome. It just keeps growing and growing. Yeah. Here's here's the 2018. See if we can top it. Yeah. I know you're into books. I we <laughs> we share that in common about all the cool books and stuff that we read. But you, you know, read as many books as him. Oh, oh my god. You make fun of him, but like. <laughs> I'm just as bad. It's 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 his way of feeling better about the fact that Dean doesn't read as many books as I Man, do. I think need I got I got the Audible books. If you listen to the other podcast, he's we, like giving us the spiel on how you read books fast. We have a, we have a buddy. And if if he's listening, he'll know who I'm talking about. He was like, oh, don't you think it'd be better to to just like read one book and like digest it and like absorb every little bit of it and all this sort of stuff. And and like actually, yeah, I totally that to me I totally get that viewpoint. And you know, there, there's something to that too. But I still find that just by ripping through books i still absorb the key concepts within yeah, it sure. and i think if you find something that's really important you can always go back to it and use it as a resource anyway so i think that if you really 
pour over a book to the point where you've mastered every little aspect of it, well, you're missing an opportunity. Weird, weird yeah. thing, like my brother-in-law, his, his dad was the, the mayor of St. Albert. Anyways, he, he's recently retired from that and he read like 10 books on vacation i'm like how the fuck did you read 10 books and like yeah he's nice. like he's like he's like well if i don't like something in the book i just skip books. by and go to the next chapter oh. because like you'll consume the stuff that you need to consume and then he's like i just breeze over the shit that's not important that I, was like, I was like that's not that bad of a it's smart yeah. i'm into the idea of like consuming as much as you can and really getting exposed to a lot of stuff I think that's one thing that's really nice with the age we live in with all the technology and everything on YouTube and stuff. You can really just like start totally digging around. And if you find something that you need to go back and stop on for a second and really take in, you can do that. But, you know, put an audiobook on two times speed and you're sitting on the train. It's just like such a good way to. You got out the two times? Time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two times. You're both two times? Yeah. I saw you had that post and I was yeah. like, you know what? That's a great idea. Well, once you get used to it, it's like it's super easy to absorb. Yeah. Like, you, you got to work up to it. You can't just go from one times to two times. Your yeah. brain's going to explode. But. There's, a, there's a weird thing. Back in university, I went to U of A here in Edmonton. And uh, I actually, before podcasts and stuff were really taking off, I found this program where you could take scan text and turn it into like readable text, like in a Word document. And then I had another <laughs> app on like a Windows XP computer. I would take <laughs> that text and use like a computer voice and turn it into like this like... <laughs> semi-robotic semi-human like audio next level, and i man. took all of my <laughs> i spent the first week of every semester being like this is so stupid but i'm taking all this time and i would scan all of my books because like a lot of the stuff was like theory and it's stuff you can kind of take in you know in an audiobook kind of format and i would make my own audiobooks from all of my readings i would just like sit in my hot tub in the middle of winter and go like okay I'm learning about all these policies of all these different countries and stuff. And just like two times speed, let's go. Boom. So <laughs> really? Just, yeah. It, it, that's super that's smart. Like People are like, man. you are so weird doing this. I'm like, you know what? It's working. And now, you know, God, like 10 years later or whatever it is. You like, created the audio like, essentially. Yeah, we got to read podcasts in like two times speed. And we're going to just get it all. You like, basically yeah, started man. it, man. You know, what's, <laughs> you know what's weird? You, you can't listen to podcasts at two times speed. It is. It sounds really fucking weird because with, with an audiobook, it's somebody reading uh, along just a whatever the script of the book is. Yeah, for sure. It's very, very evenly paced yeah. where you have all the inflection and nuance and energy of a podcast. Yeah, that's talking incredibly true. So you, it just sounds really funky when you try to speed it up. It, I, I turn turned it on and I don't know how to find the option to turn it off a podcast because it's, it's funny. So I was like, I got to figure this shit out because I can't handle this. Yeah. My brain's exploding. This is fucking terrible. Podcasts are so fun. They're like a little party. It's like an yeah. information party. Why would you want to speed that up? Exactly. Right. Don't blast through it too fast. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to fitness. Uh, <laughs> If we talk about books, Andrew will talk the whole time. <laughs> this will just be a special episode about audiobooks and two times speed. We could do that one day. I mean, no. people would that you're, no. you've niched yourself no. almost yeah. there for the Edmonton. intro to book slash audiobooks. Yeah. He's slowly becoming it'll, like it'll a get, book guy. It'll get like well, a hundred downloads, and then word will get out that it was terrible, and everybody <laughs> will do what you did and listen to the first like five minutes of it and then bail out. So like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Okay, how did you become interested in working out and like this whole fitness thing? Because we're talking modeling, we're talking music, but like fitness is actually a thing for you. So how yeah, did that evolve? Sure. Um, well, you know, I was never ever like the most athletic person. Uh, I played hockey since I was five, but okay, like so I was the guy that was like probably fine, but like didn't score a lot of goals. Maybe would go and like be the defensive guy, but like I was never you're invisible in, in shape. You know, I wasn't that guy in high school yeah. or anything. But I always wanted to learn how, but, you know, once I started getting into modeling, there's kind of two different kinds of male models. There's, like, maybe skinnier, and they're more, like, you know, 
high fashion stuff, whatever, but like kind of rock star look. And yeah. there's the guys that are like really fit, really commercial. They do like Calvin Klein and stuff like that. And when I first started, I was a little bit more one of those skinnier guys, but uh, I had a chance to work for Calvin Klein. I didn't get it the first time, but I thought to myself, like, if I could get in shape, I could get this. Like, fuck these guys. And like years later, that's actually what happened. I got a second chance and then I started working for them, which was amazing. But in that moment, I went like, how am I going to get in shape? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to the gym, just kind of lifting whatever. You know, I was running a lot and I wanted to get into like a kind of fitness shape, but I was just like cross country running. Like, that's not exactly going to do anything for you. I learned now, but <laughs> I got the time. You're like, man, I'm going to get ripped I, and run. Yeah. I, I remember being, I was camping somewhere in uh, Canada and it's the summertime and I went, just Googled, went to Amazon. There was some book called Scrawny to Brawny. And it like <laughs> half the stuff in it was like, eh, probably shouldn't have done that. Half the stuff was like, okay. But it gave me somewhere to start. Yeah. But I followed everything in this book like to a T, like as you do when you begin, because you're just so like, you have no gauge of what's common, what's been tried and true, or what's totally experimental. Man, my my first experience to uh, learning about lifting and eating or whatever was like all bodybuilding magazines. Yeah. That was it. That was all that was really available at the time. And there's a lot of bullshit in there, but there's yeah. actually still a lot of really good foundational For shit. Sure. Like Most of what Arnold was doing back in the 60s and 70s was really legit. Just don't do seated cable rows the way he did them or, or uh, <laughs> smoking cigarettes after workouts or shit like that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, that started kind of the whole journey. And then eventually I got into better shape. And then I, I actually got signed in Los Angeles, which is where guys are, you know, a little more in shape. And I ended up living with, you know, these rip, rip dudes. This guy from Brazil was just like in the best shape ever. And I just watched how he ate every day. Everyone went to the gym. Everyone ate the same. And that really helped me kind of learn what these guys are actually doing in real life. Not just like, you know, in a book. Or, yeah, 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 God. I was drinking like <laughs> before I went into the gym, like a whole shaker of like tons of Gatorade powder with protein. So, but like when I look back, there was like so much Gatorade powder, like one before, one during, one after. And I just remember being like, oh my God. Your body can't even gonna, absorb I'm, all I'm, that. I, I know. I know that now. But back then I'm going like, I'm skinny. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just go for it. But yeah. Then I, I you, got you actually went to the photo on. shoot at Kelvin Klein. They're like, you need to read Scrotty to Brawny. Like, done, <laughs> done. I'll be back in this two is, years. This, yeah, is, exactly. this is the sure. seminal Bible of all male <laughs> fitness physique yeah. modeling for Calvin Klein. You want to be a model? Scrotty to Brawny. Yeah, Scrotty to Brawny. Well, um, like anyone listening to this is never going to forget that now because it's so distinctive. Yeah. I like it. That's like a normal path, though. Like you're describing something that pretty much a lot of people have went through, yeah. us included. Yeah. I just didn't read Scrawny to Brawny. I went to T Nation, which probably isn't any better uh, at that point. It was like selling supplements in Anaconda. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. I was like, I want Anaconda. Well, I always say about T Nation, just like bodybuilding magazines. I mean, there's tons of great writers on there. Uh, Dean Somerset's a writer on there. Yeah, see, we get it out of the way early this time. Dean's going to be laughing. Or, or my friend Eric Bach or Tony Jettelcore or Brett Contreras, like Eric Cressy. There's tons of really brilliant writers writers and then there's some people i won't say any names that snuck in there somehow it's like oh my fucking god so it becomes a really good exercise in being able to filter good from bad when it comes to fitness sure. information which is a yeah. valuable underrated well, skill to have well talk about that because you're you're basically going on about you had these roommates how did you yeah. figure out good from bad i guess going forward from there well i mean when you start anything new 
you're kind of always like that. You have no gauge for anything. Yeah. But the thing that I got extremely lucky with, you know, getting into fitness, when you live with people that are like living, breathing, walking, talking, like exactly your goal, you can just observe what they do, you know, that yeah. you, and you see what they do for real. They don't say, oh, I do this and this many times a day, but then secretly they're home like eating a bag of Cheetos or something. Yeah. So, you know, I just started talking to them, started seeing what was going on. I would go with them to the gym. I would learn kind of by osmosis. Um, and from that, that actually gave me much more of a, a, a standard to start even exploring deeper into like, I was into bodybuilding.com. That was kind of my, yep. my first like legitimate place that I actually went, okay, this was, this was great. Um, found a lot of people there too, but you know, every fitness trainer has their kind of twist on things to sell, which you have to do, you yep. know, but at the same time, like now there's so much information out there. Everyone's trying to do something, but the things that really worked for me was just like the common things that everyone kind of does that you know might not be too sexy when you're talking about it but at the end of the day you go okay so when you're reading all this stuff you're living with these guys that are all doing it like my one friend was just he, he had this insane brazilian accent not insane but like insanely great he was just, man i'm going to be like eating this protein like tonight but it's so good like he would be like making this like egg white like chocolate protein thing with strawberries in it. you go like what the hell is this guy doing but then you eat it and it's good and he's like telling you all about macros and counting this and okay so you know i i kind of just figured out the general principles then when i was actually going out looking at stuff i could kind of for myself start to weed through who was like spinning stuff and who was not you know so you could find out who the bolt you could See bullshit. There's a lot of it. You it's don't, tough. Yeah, what do you call it? The shit test. You actually knew what shit looked like. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you fuck know. that. Yeah. Uh, these Brazilians, they actually take their fitness really seriously. Oh I was going to say, basically what oh he's saying God. is get a Brazilian friend that like is... Yeah. Like, get a, find a ripped Brazilian friend. Yeah. Live with them for yeah. two, Here's three months. We they'll spin it very nice. A lot of people don't know about Brazilians. They just, they come packaged that way. That's it. Like yeah. I've got a Brazilian client and like... She, it doesn't matter what she eats. She's just like this tiny little waist and like she just looks unbelievable all yeah. of the time. Yeah. But basically uh, all Brazilians are ripped and, and eat well. Yeah, actually every Brazilian, every Brazilian yeah. I know looks incredible. It's just yeah. this weird thing. So I don't know, maybe no. you go down there and it's like, oh, that's not the reality. But no, no, totally. for now we're generalizing them. They're all, they're all. See, it's okay to say racist shit if it's positive. <laughs> I, I would honestly, you're probably not wrong to some degree. It's like someone will get mad, but like. That's going to be the minority in that case. Like the majority will get mad over bad shit. A very few minority will get bad over calling them on good shit. Yeah. That doesn't no. make any sense. And obviously it's not universal and we're having a little bit of fun here. But I actually do think that culturally it's something that uh, Brazilian culture does value. Like yeah, I think so Fitness too. and looking good yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah sure. But Find anyway, a Brazilian friend. We digress. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So our, our audience is really used to hearing fitness pros talk uh, from the perspective of working within the industry. Yet, a lot of our audience, they're not necessarily working. There are trainers that listen, but we have a lot of fitness enthusiasts. And you being on the outside looking in, what are your thoughts on the industry? And what parts do you love? And what do you think that the industry could work on? Um, I mean, there's so much out there, which is such a double-edged sword. And that it's kind of what I love and what I also don't like about the industry. Like, it, There's so much information so 
you know, it can be very overwhelming. But at the same time, like, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like when you have to, like, go to the library or find just one trainer in your town. Or, you know, now it's kind of like, if you want to learn stuff, just start learning. Just read everything. Just try and figure it out. Eventually, you'll get somewhere. There's so much information that is, you know, it, on any topic, Absolutely. you know, bodybuilding included. Um, so I think that's been incredible for this industry. I think that's why it's flourished so much in this age of social media and the internet and stuff, because it's kind of uncovered this secret thing. And you know, now like to get in shape, you you can be less susceptible to marketing and. And all that kind of stuff. It gives you the tools to go and figure it out for yourself. Um, at the same time, you know, the gimmicks and certain people that are not, I don't want to say tricking, but, you know, everyone has, has that kind of thing. So it, you can fall for, for certain things at first. Like, you know, you might be chugging a whole protein shaker of Gatorade and stuff before, <laughs> during, and after a workout because, you know, you're, you, it's there and you just believe it and go for it. But, you know, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a lot of great people in the industry, so I don't I don't want to say too many bad things. It's changed my life. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I don't really have too much more constructive criticism. I think everybody's kind of doing the best they can and it's or, happening organically that uh, things are going well. I feel like it's getting better and better with time. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, like you alluded to with social media, there is the ability for more people to reach a broader audience. Yeah, and then yeah. the audience themselves have access to a lot more information. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that the vast majority of people are going to be very discerning about what they're exposed to and, and hopefully be able to see through the bullshit. Yeah. You know, one thing that comes to mind is, I, th I can't remember if it was you who posted it, but I follow a few fitness guys on Instagram and stuff. And there was someone who was saying, you know, this is what I look like when I'm posing and I'm sucking in and all the wasn't lighting's Andrew. perfect. <laughs> that wasn't but, me. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And, and then he's like, and this is me with my gut relaxed. And, like, and he, he's a great shape. He's, Dr. Spencer Nadolsky did a post that is pretty famous. Yeah. I don't know if you follow uh, Dr. Spencer. We, I've been talking to him and he's going to do this in the near future, hopefully. So uh, that'll be exciting. But yeah, Spencer did one of those things. You see his ripped abs. He's, yeah. a, doc, he's a doc who lifts. The guy's jacked. Yeah. And then like he sits down with his belly bloated out and it's like, Holy shit, this is the same person. Yeah. But yeah, like you see those images. On the one hand, it makes you uh, less intimidated because it humanizes kind of this like insane ideal that everyone has about things. And, and of course, things are going to be like little Photoshop, a little lighting can do a lot, you know. But it, at the same time, like there are guys that, you know, will take the pictures to look in their best light and not really show that side. So I'm sure some people go, oh, I can never look like that. Like it's so elevated. But. You know, when you can also see guys that can look that good, but they go like, well, you know, when I have my break and I eat a cheeseburger and stuff and I'm relaxing on the couch, like, you know, this is the reality of what I look like. Most people don't know what the reality of looking like that is in real life. So well, that's social media in general. It's like, yeah. And actually, this is a really good point. And I, I like to hit on this. When you expose yourself to fitness models and bikini girls and all this imagery, you're seeing carefully selected highlight reel of the people you're following mm -hmm. and sure. not a lot of them like yeah. you described hopefully like some are, are cap capitalizing on this and understand the value to speak to everyday people but a lot of people aren't showing the real so people get this idea in their head that this is perfection this is what they're supposed to look like they're again they're being shown that highlight reel carefully selected stuff but they're comparing that against their own everyday keenly aware of their own insecurities yeah. And 
it's very you got to be very careful about making those comparisons and understanding that this stuff isn't that reality you can't be that hard on yourself and beating yourself up over every little thing that you might not love about yourself you pick apart because you're not seeing those things in these these photoshopped images or these these perfectly selected photos yeah for sure yeah. now of course you Again, lots of shirtless modeling. And, I was like, just less, trashing your yeah, pictures. And less, less than shirtless. So, have you ever had something that was like, photoshopping's a thing in the industry. Have you ever come back and something that's like, it's been a little photoshopped and there's some really great lighting and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I look good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, a few times. You just go like, dang. But, you know, at the same time, like, I've, with being a model and you're on social media, you take those pictures yourself, you edit them yourself, you understand how much of a role like lighting and stuff plays like as a model you understand how much that actually means the type of camera that's used so you know yeah there's times where i go like there's a picture out there where i look like amazing but sometimes i can go like i know that i actually do look pretty close to that but you know at the same time it gives you a just a little bit of value and going like there's that extra little bit of shine that everyone kind of gets so you know Any tips uh <laughs> <laughs> i for the listeners dean shave yeah, the beard needs to stay so, despite having a beard how do you get good lighting i have no fucking clue <laughs> uh in my own personal experience like the the type of lighting is actually really interesting like this you is have a, a, a different color of light like yeah. in photo shoots and stuff it's yeah. usually that really like not necessarily bright, but like a cleaner light, like yeah. a daylight kind of light. Yeah. That usually helps a lot. Like if I try and take a selfie, as you do, you know, yeah, and I'm like in my my parents' house, and they have like the, the old school kind of like yellow lighting. I go like, oh my, I look like so shitty. And I'll post it, and my agent will be like, uh, is everything going okay? Like, how are you looking? I'm like, yeah, it's Fucking just the light. light, man. Like, so, oh my god. L two. That's why. That's why Landon and Laura always like this is the best place for like. Yeah. Fucking, we have literally brand new LED lights. These huge ones on the roof, and they yeah. blast basically like daylight. Yes. Yeah. But they make us look so good in there. Yeah, for sure. That's it. So that's the lighting. That's a, that's a big part of it. If yeah. you pull up anything about this podcast, not about the nutrition, <laughs> not about not eating gear, it's like literally lighting lost yeah. five pounds. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to give them too much. It's more attitude. And you're just like a little less body that. fat. You know, oh, you get those shadows <laughs> going, and then you turn up the contrast, little there structure, boom. There we go. There it is. There's the blueprint. Cont- yeah. Contoured makeup. For Didn't men. even have to yeah. diet that week. It's just you know. <laughs> if you have a bad week, go to the lighting <laughs> and the shadows. <laughs> okay, so given, so I'm gonna assume you got a pretty busy schedule just as a model, um, and then. I guess now as a musician. So even think back to when you were in LA, how, how did you prioritize workouts and nutrition? And what would you kind of give advice for anyone struggling to kind of kind of fit in fitness and their their life, I guess, their yeah. busy life to make money? Um, you know, it's not always easy, but it, something that is a, a common uh, suggestion by a lot of really good trainers, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard Andrew say this too, is like, He's not you, good. You, you just make fitness a part of your life. Yeah. Like, you don't look at it as something you're just doing on Wednesday from, like, 2 to 3 or whatever, you know? So, it, it helps if you can, if you have enough time to really get into it and you can kind of absorb it and learn stuff. But the most important thing is just learning enough about nutrition, about dieting, about how to work out so that when you put it into your life, it just becomes a habit. It becomes natural. You don't have to, like, put all of this mental energy into going here at this time and think about this. You can kind of live your life 
and do all of the other stuff. And you might even be doing stuff to help your fitness goals subconsciously without even recognizing it. That's, I think, when the changes really start to happen. You make good habits and you just like are kind of more conscious about what you're doing. Um, so definitely, I think if you can find some way to really dig into learning all of this stuff, um, personally for me, I'm sure you guys have all heard of my fitness pal, like that changed my whole life. Like I didn't know what a calorie was until I started, you know, modeling and working out and stuff. I would, you know, not eat for a while and play some Halo maybe and, you know, have a pizza, put some bacon. Which Halo? uh, this is way back. Like, or hold. Uh, it would have been. Uh, Are you thirty? I was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Halo two. Almost. It would Halo one, then Halo two. Halo two, three. Yeah. Somewhere around there. But I, you know, you, you don't know. See, but then, breaking stereotypes. He's a model, but man, he was fucking on Xbox Live, pulling <laughs> Halo two. With way back. Like, no, not no, no. Don't tell his age of that. Sometimes. Also, man, you should see my cheat meals or pizza now. Damn. But um, like that really did a lot for me because it gave me ownership of just learning what was what learning what a calorie is learning what macros are and 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 i started using that to uh take a diary of everything i was eating because one of the most important things is just like your calories in calories out like that's such a basic thing but it's like the most important um what macros you have um it's funny when i first here's a weird little secret when I first started doing that and I was like trying to figure out what meals to eat and all this stuff, and I was telling my dad all about it and I just met Andrew at this gym that uh, I went to and he taught me how to squat properly and stuff and it was, I was like, yes, I'm finally getting like a little extra. I made it. <laughs> I told my dad about this guy. He's like, yeah, he's this big guy. He's in such good shape. He's got like red hair and stuff. And my dad goes, <laughs> he's at Costco and he comes home and he goes, I think I was behind this guy, like in in line, and he was like, kind of like in better shape than everyone there, you know. So I think it was him. And he's like, so I started to look at like everything he was buying. Yeah, he taught me how to squat and he's like, in the middle. He of the- had chicken and plain Greek yogurt and vegetables, and I was like, okay, like making a list, like yeah, okay, this is how we're gonna slice it up. <laughs> Sounds about it, right. Yeah, yeah, totally. So like, you know, do you teach him how to squat? He, well, you know, like I, I knew, but like there's just the subtle things about like getting the form right yeah. on whatever you're doing is huge. Getting just the basics of calories in, macros in, having a plan of understanding food so that like right now when I go to eat something, maybe I'm not as strict about like how to plan it, but I know what it is. Like I can look at food and go, that's actually that. You know, I read nutrition labels all the time. So you're less tricked by like, for my, one of my biggest things is like frozen Greek yogurt. Yeah. You know, Greek yogurt's such a thing. Like real Greek yogurt's amazing. But you go to the store and it's like, we've got like chocolate, vanilla, Greek yogurt, frozen yogurt, blah, blah. And you look at the nutrition. It's actually just like cream with sugar, with milk, with like the tiniest bit of Greek yogurt. And so they can say that, but it's not what it, it is. So at the end of the day, just like learn the basics. Yeah. Get my fitness pal. Even if you just do it for a while, you'll learn what oh, yeah. food is, and that's the most important. I think that was the biggest thing. Even when I similar story is like when I started to actually after football is done, like I had to like really focus on it because I'm not running around losing all this weight. I was like, fuck, I need to figure this shit out. My fitness pal made me a walking 
freaking nutrition guide. I could look yeah. at a potato. I'm like, oh, they, I, I could ballpark-ish what yeah. things were. And I'm like, ah, there's probably 30 grams of sugar in that. But it gave me that awareness of when I sit down, I don't have to be stressed. I, not even that I was stressed out about it. I just knew what the fuck I was eating. Yeah. Which is, I would say, probably 90% of the battle. Because if you know something shit, you at least you know it's shit. <laughs> you, yeah. A lot of people will hear us or other people talk about calorie tracking and again, my fitness pal and all this sort of stuff. And I think some people are intimidated by the idea that or think that they must commit to doing that forever in perpetuity when that's not it at all. And you guys alluded to this. If you instead do calorie tracking for at least a little while, it gives you a ton of knowledge about how much food and what kinds of food roughly equals the amount of calories that you need for if you want to build muscle or if you're trying to lose weight or just maintain what you're doing. That experience alone gives you tons of know-how that this is what you're saying. Even just to track what you're eating currently, not even to like think I need to add this, this, and this. Uh What am I eating in a week? Just Just don't even even think about it. Track it. Okay, now that's what I'm eating. Maybe I can make some better choices. Absolutely. And uh, uh, one step that I take with a lot of clients that I work with, and there's two choices. We go habit-based and just work on what they're doing, or you can track right out the gates. And I actually ask people to give me a week of tracked food without trying to artificially clean it up. So I get an honest idea of what they're doing. So I can see how many calories they're consuming. I look at the macronutrient ratios. Almost invariably, you see too little protein, perhaps not enough fiber, the calories are often a bit high. We also see what's happening to their weight in that time frame. And then I can then provide a new set of numbers to say, okay, this is the protein target I want you to have. I want you to get your fiber up to here. And I don't really care too, too much about if you have more fats or more carbs. It's more about what gets the right amount of calories and what you like and what yeah. is going to be sustainable for you. No, I don't think that having no carbs and all fat is wise or vice versa. You certainly do need to have a minimal amount of fat or else some, some hormonal disruptional shit yeah. starts happening. But beyond that, even if you were to track for a short period of time, it should be easy when you know you're not committing to it forever, but you'll learn a lot from it. So yeah. I, I like that as a piece of advice for almost anyone who is struggling with their nutrition. The other part about that you said is like you have to like what you're eating. So if you give yourself the knowledge and power to go like, well, I love chicken breast. It's my favorite thing. I could eat it every day. If just for some chance it's your favorite, like eat it. You know, you don't have to switch up with all these other things. The thing that Deep bothers me the most doesn't count. is when I see people that are really actively trying to lose weight or trying to get in shape and are eating the thing they don't want, but isn't actually that great for their goals. So they're just miserable and suffering and going like, yeah, I'll have the salad with like this sugary dressing and then like all this other stuff. And, you know, like they don't like it versus they could just like have a piece of steak, have a little sweet potato, and maybe they love that more. But like they think, oh, salad is healthy. That's what's going to help me. And it it just really crushes me when you see people working so hard, but just kind of spinning in in the ground. Clean eating fallacy. And it's also like fake health food fallacy. Yes, I, my sure. favorite example of that is going into Boucher juice because, oh, oh I'm getting a yeah, smoothie, Boucher right? And it's oh, like, man. oh, healthy smoothies. Like uh, um, The first problem with that is those things are loaded with fucking calories. Honestly, I treat yeah. Boucher juice as a treat. treat. That, yeah. That's a meal replacement, sure, but that shit is a treat. You it's do delicious, not make I that mean, every day. Tons of sugar. The one thing I was kind of curious about is um, <laughs> essentially like what what kind of tips, not even tips, what, what shit do you see with, with models, I guess, in kind of this whole process of figuring out diet and all this? Like, do you have any shit stories? 
Oh man! Just uh, it just it, just because you're here, fuck it. Let's. Yeah. I just want to hear something. Yeah, for sure. Like insiders. Yeah, you don't have to air anyone so, out by name. Shit stories, as in like people like eating terribly and not understanding uh, anything. Why, or, like what sticks out to you? What are like two people, things that like, stick out you're, to you? You ever see like, anything like people eating shit well, like paper towel well, to fill themselves I'll, 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 I'll preface this one. <laughs> no, wearing not. like plastic wrap around their waist. No, I'll preface this by saying I had a buddy who was who actually was. I won't say what sport he played because it'll give it away. But he was in the states. Played like a Div 2, anyways, got scouted in New York because he's playing. Oh, that gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, with him a lot and all this shit, and he was too fucking big, so he just ate, not like shit, but like probably very yeah, low. I probably color. know him. Like, yeah. You probably gave it away already. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Sweet. I'm, so, I, I, I'm half kidding, but if you told me the name, I'd probably go, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll, tell, I we'll talk afterwards. Is. Anyways, yeah. ate, like lost. He's like, he's like my size, let's just say. Yeah. Got nose, 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 nose. Like, you're yeah. too fucking big. So he's like, oh, I look like shit. I got to lose weight. And he just would eat, like, tuna. And he was lost a bunch of weight, got the job. But it was like, fuck, that's the worst fucking thing you could have done. But it worked. Any yeah. stories like that? Mm. Oh, God. Well, I mean, not really. Because a lot of the guys in the industry, like, if, if you're kind of the more, like, I look like the you know male version of, like, Kate Moss, where it's like, I'm the skinny British rock and roller guy. Yeah. Like, there's a look for that. And, like, those guys, honest to God, they eat whatever they want. It drives them crazy. They'll just, like, go and have fun and then eat, like, just pizza. But they, they do that thing where it's, like, they eat a lot, but their calories at the end of the day when you're really observing them, like, when you live with them, you go, like, you're probably not eating that many calories. Yeah, but they, they literally will eat whatever whenever yeah. they're hungry. And they just kind of, you know, just chill. Then there are guys that they take it so seriously they pretty much know what they're doing. But, like, I also know a lot of guys that are trying to get in shape. And it's, like, when they're on a budget. And yeah. so you go, like, <laughs> that's when stuff is, like, ooh, this is getting interesting. But, you know, like, What's you got to do whatever. Like, I had a friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. I had a friend who he, he is in amazing shape and, and was in amazing shape then. and But he was trying to get really lean. It was working. But he was just, like making his own like protein pancakes but they basically just evolved into just protein like he was just putting protein on a frying pan <laughs> and cooking it into this like rubbery pancake but it was literally just like quest protein and I'd be like hey man like what's going on he'd just be like sitting there like eating and just oh yeah protein pancake it's so good and I'd be like okay cool like let me try that and it's just like rubber but he's just like zero carb like all protein like and like sure okay like he's counting his macros and stuff and he's eating a salad and stuff later but you go like oh my god what are we eating here this is literally just <laughs> fried protein powder like it's was this it, was, is was terrible the was it water and protein like water and protein there's literally nothing in it and he was like so excited about it because he's like i it found out. it, it this out. is my thing like we've got protein pancake like you know oh god uh what else what else is really funny um there's maybe some, like, I've experimented with a whole bunch of weird recipes and stuff. Cause, it, it, so there's one that's maybe not, not shit, but like, I bought an ice cream maker when I was living in New York and yeah. I was living with a bunch of guys and we were all dieting, doing the same, going to gym, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I was like, man, what if I made like Greek yogurt ice cream? Like, did it, like, figured it out myself. So I like took some frozen berries, some plain Greek yogurt from Costco and stuff. I, uh, some stevia yeah just a little bit and like i looked up recipes of like gelato and ice cream how they actually make it and like the proportions like i got this and so 
It was like a little cream, a lot of Greek yogurt, some raspberries, stevia, like mix it all together, test out some different ones. That was like such a hit. It was so good. Someone out there is probably going to steal this idea and then start making it. And I'll be so pissed. But it was amazing. And all of my roommates were making fun of me going like, why are you making this ice cream stuff? Like, you're so weird. And I make it and I'm eating it going like, this is, I found something here. And they're like, uh, can I have some? And they're like, by 10 minutes later, they're like all scraping at the edge of the ice cream maker, like to get a little extra. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, I tried a couple other varieties and did like a chocolate protein one. That did not turn out very great. You should have learned that for the pancakes. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no! But there's definitely a lot of tuna cans. You're right. That that's a that's a good. He actually gave me a good recipe you know. that I used, and it was like tuna hamburger. So th- this was his go-to. Um, so he'd get a can of tuna, and it, the recipe was actually half decent. You get a can of tuna, you drop an egg in there, mix it up, uh, and then you fry it like that because it already comes in like a patty form in the can. Damn. Put it on. It's actually that fucking good. amazing. Yeah, but it's not amazing when you're eating four of those in a day. Like, well, that's, that's like, you know, once the mercury poisoning mercury. starts creeping yeah. up, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, then no, I would have peanut butter. I was like, so you'd have like three tuna burgers and peanut butter. I'm like, you, do you know how much calories in that? Like, you're 220 pound male. He's like, yeah, but I was losing weight. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look like nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyways, got him the job. Don't do it. Yeah. But if you put t- anything, tuna burgers, ice cream, you f- Greek yogurt ice cream. Yeah. Don't don't make protein pancakes without actual binding agents. Just make agents. them good. Yeah. There's so many good recipes. Yeah. Just do it. Like, like they're amazing. But just don't fry protein. Like you can do better than that. So I actually want to try it just to see what it what tastes it's like. It's just, it tastes he's, he's fine. It's just I'm, the I'm consistency. Like, no. It's yeah. like eating a foam yoga mat. Okay. So, so not good. But chocolate. <laughs> well, there's a, probably a market for that chocolate flavored yoga mat. Right? Yeah. Somewhere. Thing. My friend's craving it right now. So you've got all these wild experiments to figure out nutrition and you've utilized MyFitnessPal. Yeah. Uh, are there any other resources or specifically professionals that you've paid attention to and learned a lot from, like fitness industry people that have taught you a lot. Um, I really love Greg Plitt. Uh, God rest his soul. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that guy. You know, because like you know, he he did his thing, and sometimes it was a little funny. And you know, he would have like the, there's these things on YouTube, quotation where they clip up. It's like a mashup of all of his quotes in the gym. Just be like, just go and da da da, but same time like man the guy was shredded and his ab plan that is one of my secret weapons there was this uh thing he did on bodybuilding.com called mft28 and i did that for a little while and i was like ah okay but this doesn't quite fit but he was like you know what if there's parts of this that you like that work take them out and so i was like you know what i'm just gonna take this ab routine and and then i ended up modifying it like a little bit over over time but like that is still one of my favorite things that i've taken from him and uh yeah then there's um another guy jim stepani on body <laughs> i like that might be i, I don't know jim stepani i jim do Stepani's? so I'm, I'm not gonna shit talk or anything like that, but, <laughs> uh, you've seen lane norton and jim arguing over stuff yeah and one of my biggest criticisms of people mm-hmm. in the fitness industry who get behind the sales of supplements is then yes. they start saying a lot of things that are actually not backed up by the science the evidence and 
If you are someone who fools around with glutamine is a good example. So Lane obviously came out and said, no, glutamine is complete waste of your money if you're getting enough protein. It is an amino acid. If you're already getting enough of it in your diet, you don't need any extra. Whereas Jim is a very vocal proponent of glutamine. Jim also happened to sell glutamine. So that was one of the things for me. And I think that Jim's a brilliant guy. He's a PhD. He knows a ton about training, all this sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. So there's a lot of good there. It's just... I'm always a little wary when of taking supplement advice from people who also happen to sell yeah, those supplements. Yeah, 100% agree on that. Yeah. 100% agree. But please go on. Well, what he he did the uh, I can't, shortcut to shred or something. And like the program I wasn't super into, but he had this like 20-minute video on nutrition. And most of the stuff in there ended up being exactly what, you know, over time I realized like is the stuff. And he just like, explained it really well. Um, yeah. And so like a 20 minute video, whenever I have friends that are like, how do I figure out nutrition? Well, I'll say like, okay, with a disclaimer, like this kind of, but this stuff is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. Other than that, I can't remember who it was, but there was this one, one trainer who was the guy who trained, uh, James Bond. Who was the guy who was playing James Bond in that? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. I don't know who his trainer was. I can't remember. Whatever. He trained him. So he's good. But something that really struck me in trying to figure everything out was this idea of he trains people like you know if he's got an actor who's supposed to look like a boxer he'll make them box if he's got an actor who's supposed to look like he's just will throw guys off of a building and look super powerful he'll he get them throwing the giant things around do you know what i mean and that seems like such a common idea but when you really don't know what's what like you're on the outside looking in that was an idea that totally struck me it's like you have to work out with the purpose of whatever it is that you are trying to make your body into. Like if you have a, if you want to look like a cross country runner, go cross country running. If you want to look like a sprinter who like their body compositions are completely different, you know, you're going to be doing different things and what you're doing with your exercises are going to determine what your body looks like. It's a combination, but that, that was something that, uh, you know, just gelled in my brain that so many people don't, get and waste so much time with it jogging on the treadmill because they want to like get shredded and you're like no it's just waste do whatever brad pitt's trainer had him do for fight club and (laughs) or snatch i was gonna say for troy protein pancakes do do what he did for troy because that's like that movie sticks out of my mind that was like that started my well that that was like one of the ones i think it looked like brad looks completely different in each film yeah did different things right and that's what you guys are all about like figuring it out and you know having your goals but But that even goes to the fact of like how do you find and sift through information that 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 recipe almost rings true to that like if you want to look like a lot of it was the 300 bullshit. Like, I want to yeah. look at the guys from 300. Well, go figure out what they did. Is it right or wrong? I'm not going to comment on that. But, I mean, that's what they did. It's probably a good place to start. And I guess that they can kind of build a, I guess, progression or path to how you figure out information. But if it's just like, oh, well, I, they obviously ran. Like, yeah. and you just go run. Like, that's probably not a good way to kind of put together your plan. Yeah. yeah. Go find Brad Tritt's trainer yeah. in Troy. Who was it? Yeah, I no, I I do that thing all the time. Yeah. Like Google anytime like, I want to learn something, it's Google search. Yeah, see like, who did what and who was behind it. And it's a good place to start. Find anything on them, and then you'll start start to piece it together a bit. You know? So we kind of this goes to this whole thing about critical behaviors and habits and and how you work to build and maintain a physique. So like you've talked about how you found information, but what's some advice for getting people started? So anyone, any of our listeners getting started and working out and kind of building these positive changes? Because you've kind of talked about how you found information, but what are these, what are these things they need to do to kind of start that journey? 
definitely get my fitness pal yeah. Just take, like Andrew said, take log of what you're already eating. Don't stress out about it. Yeah. But just so you can be conscious of what's actually what. Like that's working out and eating in ways that you understand what you're actually doing is the most critical thing. Yeah. Then from there, like habit building is so important. And it, there's another, we, we were talking about books and one of my favorite books. I think you've read it, The Power of Habit. Slight Edge. Oh, no. oh Slight I, Edge too. I, I thought you were going to say I that. Love yeah, Slight Edge is another one, but Power of Habit is one where, yeah. like, you don't realize how much you operate on a subconscious level where you're doing all of these things that you just don't think about. It doesn't take any energy because they're just habits. So start getting in the habit of stuff. Like, take one thing. If it's just, I know nothing about fitness, I know nothing about nutrition, and I realize this guy's saying, oh, get my fitness pal. Just this week, just use my fitness pal every day. It's free. Take it's free. It's one thing to focus on at a time, and you start to slowly build the different habits and the, learn about the different things. So don't be too hard on yourself to try and like all of a sudden tomorrow wake up and you got everything perfect and you're going to just try to figure out the key building blocks and do one at a time until it it kind of sinks into your brain, you know. Then it, then it, everything else will flow from there. Just stay open, I guess. And I guess that's, it's funny because a lot of our messages, we're just going to be known for like, we don't give sexy fucking messages. <laughs> it's like be moderate, build habits, you know, start with your diet. So, we're, But like th- those things will ring true. The more and more people we follow, the, there's a reason why it's a general message at this for point. For sure. Like, there's, they're, they're converging on a lot of the same points because that's the shit that really works when you get well, down to the nitty Everyone wants to hear, hey, I've got this diet. It's called like, you know. Fat burner, scrawny to thousand, brawny, scrawny, scrawny to brawny, brawny. yeah, from scrawny to brawny, twenty twenty. Like, <laughs> but it's this: the unsexy things are the things that work. Is just so true. And when you start learning from all of these different people, you'll see all of the things that they have in common. Underneath the sexy stuff is the unsexy stuff that actually is the work and makes it happen. So. So let's pivot because okay. hopefully a lot of our listeners are actually people who know you first and they found you. Like with this us. guy's just a so fucking model. What's uh, <laughs> what? Are, what are some of the unsexy things, the everyday stuff that people don't know about life and modeling, and now your music career? What isn't so glamorous? And then what kind of cool stuff have you encountered that which just is wildly awesome that people might not expect? Um, you know, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. You just don't just stand there and look pretty? No. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes. but <laughs> No, but like, you know, it, I, it took a lot of work to get to where I was. And obviously, you're gifted with certain things. You have to be a certain height or whatever. And, but at the same time, like, before I started doing this, before I started taking care of myself, like, I was never the guy in high school that had girls all over him and people thought I was amazing. No way. It took me constantly looking in the mirror and like critiquing myself like bodybuilders do and going like, okay, I can prove this, I can prove that. And not in a destructive way, but like, you know, you have to go out there and then once you see like, oh, I got to get in shape, then you got to dive into the world of bodybuilding and learn all about this stuff. And that's a whole, you know, it's a new part of your life. So there's all these things in the background with modeling that people just don't see on the surface that actually like it takes a lot of time and uh i mean it's not the hardest job in the world but it takes work too 
How accurate is the movie Zoolander as a... Oh, man. <laughs> He's like, out, 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 out of all the questions... 100% He's, correct. He's like, this no. has been dying question. I've been there's dying a, to ask. No, there's I just a thought few. of it. I never... I, I literally just thought of Honest it. Honest so, to no, God. My, my, wife yeah. will, my wife loves Zoolander, so you better... It better be a good answer. Bunk beds? <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> like, bunk beds is, like, for sure. Because the thing is, when you're modeling, you go, you start and you travel around and, like, you, you know... you. You don't have credit history in all these countries and stuff, and there was no Airbnb, and oh yeah, that's so true. it's like, where do you stay? You can't stay in a hotel for like hundred fifty dollars a night when you're going there for two months. So all these agencies will have places where you just live with other people with your agency, and like, yeah, maybe they happen to have some bunk beds, and some are nicer than others and stuff. But like, you do li- like the scene where Zoolander's like in his apartment with like his four friends. It's like that's that's totally true. You've got like <laughs> it's like half this kind of like frat think because you're just living with a bunch of other people from all over the world are they, um are they you seem like a smart guy are they all zoolander-esque in terms of intelligence no <laughs> here's the here's the other secret thing that people don't probably expect is like most at least most male models are kind of picked up from nowhere and they don't like they don't sit there when they're 12 or 15 and think like i want to be a model and that's what i'm gonna do it's kind of like like for me, I went to school, I studied political science at the U of A, I was playing music, I was going to do that, and then I'm scouted and I kind of go like, well, like, I could do this. And before I know it, I'm in New York and I'm meeting all these people and I'm traveling and I'm like, okay, well now I got to focus on this. But like, I had a whole bunch of other stuff I was doing. So you meet all these guys from different cultures that are amazing and they all have their own story. They all have something that they were doing that's completely different than this underneath they just kind of happen to fall into it. So the most guys are actually pretty smart and very hardworking. Um, And the thing that is nice about it is like, you don't have a traditional work schedule. So even though there's a lot of stuff you're doing and and there's a lot of work and traveling, like you do have a lot of flexible time to like, as I keep saying, like, and like, like, but you have more time to go read consume podcasts to think to talk to people and to take in culture and for those people that do want to do that man like it it changed that's the part of modeling that actually changed my life is having this time to really grow as a person and anything i wanted to learn i kind of could you know that so i that was amazing and um yeah it uh, helped me personally get past the the zoolander zoolander thing I like the, but uh you know Aqua you're, you're ruining still it for my, me. They're, they're all supposed to be look. they're all supposed to be dumb making <laughs> faces I mean in any industry <laughs> there's going to be different people has everyone that I've known in the industry always been perfect and there's been some interesting times hey, where you go, what inter- were you thinking what's an interesting time oh, like one interesting time that something you think that's not going to get you in too oh, much trouble yeah I'm going I'm I've got many I'm just sifting through the ones and going like what would actually doesn't have to be none that can come off the top of my head that i can that i can say if i think of something i'll that i can actually say i'll we'll bring oh, it back up, like but. we see the same crap in the fitness area well actually like, dean probably hasn't too much because he went right into l2 with some really professional like a small <laughs> group that are that are really awesome whereas like you work at a commercial gym and you i was a teacher well I actually i don't want arrow <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh, this teacher. I get it. I get it. This Bad teacher question. was involved with this student, and it's like, 
That kind of shit gets people in jail, so. That, that, I don't have any of those stories. Let's just get that out of here. Yeah. Don't have any of those stories. Well, what did you teach anyway? Like, like junior high? Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah, well, pivot, maybe it's like... Pivot. <laughs> pivot. Let's, let's get away from pivot. that. Let's, let's not get all James, well, actually, I let's talk get about, James Franco uh, on this. Let's uh, talk about the music, um, just because like we didn't even touch on that, because that's what you're yeah. doing now. Yeah. What like how is how is what what the hell are you doing with that? Just <laughs> let's just start there. Um uh well last year I I moved to LA like you know partially for mod like I'm still modeling a yeah. lot like uh it's keeping me busy. I'm going back to LA in February actually doing a couple of jobs for Armani. Yeah. So that'll be fun. But um yeah, I, it was what I've always wanted to do my whole life yeah. and another good part of you know modeling I had this time like i said to learn and grow and things and i've been playing music and producing and the sound engineer and stuff for 10 years um so i've moved to la kind of with the purpose of going you know i know there are people here that i can meet that are like-minded um i just want to write some stuff and start and see what happens because you know i might i have a decent following on instagram and i was posting covers and stuff and people kept going you really have to do this. And like, this is so good. So I kind of just wanted to follow that. Um, and I had some friends in Los Angeles who were like, this is the place you need to be. So I just took a chance, just like I did with modeling, like I do with most things in my life and just kind of tried to follow what's happening. So I moved there. Um, I wrote uh, what is initially was supposed to be like a, you know, three song EP kind of demo thing just to put out there. And I went through this really tough breakup like you know a few months before that and so as you do as a musician you're sad and you just start writing stuff and so no i i spent about five months and i just kept writing all of these things and things kept coming out and i said well i'm the type of musician that loves artists like album artists like i'm singles are great but like i love those so i said to myself like i've got this time these things keep happening maybe i'll just make this into like a full length thing and so I did it all myself, and I didn't have, you know, a ton of fancy equipment, but I know what I'm doing. Um, so I made it able to sound, like, pretty good, but I did it all myself in my apartment. I bought every instrument, played every instrument, wrote everything myself. Um, so I did that, and I just put it out there, gave it to some friends, gave it to some people who knew other people. And, you know, I made... Uh, 50 CD copies and put them on my Instagram and said, like, anyone who wants to sign, copy, blah, blah, blah. And they sold out and I sold them all over the world to just, like, insanely crazy places like Philippines and Australia and London and you know, the States. So, it, that was really interesting. I figured out how to put everything online on Spotify and stuff. And, you know, you don't get a lot of streams when you're doing things independently at mm-hmm. first. But in Los Angeles, things have been going really well. Um, so I I have a music manager now, and that's kind of the next step that I'm going for now is to kind of like um, capitalize on the people I've met and the, the things that are happening to kind of go to the next step. And now I can say that I'm actually doing it. You know, in my heart, it's what I've been doing for forever. But you can't say, oh, I'm a musician and I know how to do all this stuff when people go, okay, let me hear something. And you go, uh, but I haven't recorded anything because I've been on the road for four years <laughs> living out of a suitcase, you know. So... Um, that's what's been going on. Uh, now I'm splitting my time for 
the next little bit between Canada and LA because there's a good amount of work here in, in Edmonton. That I've missed being home, yeah. to be quite honest. I've been gone for so long <clears throat> that I know when I start doing this and I have my manager and he wants me to play live and start touring and all that stuff, it's going to be a whole big thing. So um, hopefully this next year is going to be a big year for me because I'm I'm really... The seeds have been planted, and now I'm just excited to see what happens with everything else. Guys, if again, if you're listening and you haven't been exposed to his music yet, like check it out. Because we'll we'll get some information as to how to get a hold of that stuff. He's gonna but get, check it out because I mean, yeah. like you know, maybe he breaks big and you got it in on yeah. the ground floor, right? <laughs> I think so it, you'll a, be able to say, "Hey, like I was listening to this guy before he became famous." Oh, yeah. there, there's like this guy; he's totally fucking goof, but JD High Roller or whatever. Anyways, he has like these girls in. He like he gets super rich just doing these stupid trap tunes, and then he was super famous. But his one thing was like, I want to get so famous that I I can act like I don't know nobody. That's what? how big you get. That sucks. Yeah, but you that may you sucks. might forget everyone. You might get so big that you act I don't like, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah that, totally honest. The famous fleeting, so people act like that, and yeah. all of a sudden shit doesn't. Basically, go you so got well. you just for our personal. You got to get so big that you can come back on and push a podcast. Ooh. That's the only reason why. It's <laughs> the only reason why I'm here. Yeah, They're like ah, we we could really use this guy. We could use you, man. <laughs> if he's okay, like I people actually, are going to listen to my music. And be like, oh, I man, enjoy. This guy is depressing. Like we mostly interview fitness professionals, and they all have come from a variety of backgrounds. Really cool stuff to say. But he's saying the same shit. It's nice to bring. <laughs> it's actually on. just a nicer voice. Yeah, <laughs> very smooth, soulful voice, but. It's nice to actually bring someone on who's close to it, but still technically on the outside. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, one of our episodes, Lindsay Somerset, in, like, she's close to the industry, but doesn't technically work in it directly mm-hmm. with people. And so I enjoy those perspectives. And sometimes those stories are a little different as opposed to the same, oh, you got to count your calories and you got to like, you got to squat and all the same stuff that ultimately a lot of the, the credible fitness professionals end up saying in one way, shape or form. And a lot, sometimes the message can get very repetitive. So this is definitely different. Um, I had a question and I completely yeah. forgot it. So, I, oh, I know what it was. Oh. So what are some of your major uh, music influences growing up? Ooh, oh. Growing up, well, I mean. Or even currently. Growing up in Canada, for some reason, like. Great Big C. The Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah, well, that's, 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 that's a, like the secret that like, for yeah. some reason, Canadian guys, like, it, it's yeah. just like. You know, you had I, the. I would argue you like, had oh, YTV, I don't hate, you had the hit I don't list, hate, just kind of. Was, was I don't there. hate the Backstreet Boys; they're yeah. not bad. No, but uh, I, 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 me, my, my whole style is. There's this songwriter named Max Martin. It, I don't know if either of you guys no. know who he is. He's this secret songwriter genius who wrote everything for Backstreet Boys, wrote everything for Spice Girls and all that stuff in the '90s. Every big hit since then, you know, Kelly Clarkson, The Weeknd, uh, K- Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, all that pop stuff. He is co-writing so much of it. He has like his own kind of like, I don't want like group of people and all these students that work under him. So I really love him and like that side of pop music. Like I do love, I love a catchy pop tune, but I, my real thing is I, I love like British alternative rock, like U2 and Radiohead and Oasis and like, uh, some bands like The Verve, uh, there's a band called Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. I'm wearing love a Queens the, of the Stone Age t-shirt guys. right now. Yeah. Love, um, love Queens. I'm going to try yeah. to go see them. you going to be in town when they play here? I'm going to go see them. Ooh, when are they TV. playing? Um, shoot, i got to double check that. They're on it's, my it's, bucket It's the first yeah. half of this year. So, yeah. And uh, he's poor Josh Homme. I've been a fan of Homme. He's incredible. Uh, since he was the front man of Caius. Yeah. So it goes way back to the early 90s. Yeah. I love their music. They're heavier. But uh, yeah, like love that stuff. Black Verbal uh, Motorcycle Club has some really cool stuff. So you said a lot of names there. Are you familiar with Catherine Wheel? They're f- 
No. Oh, God. Okay, so you got to go check these guys out. Okay. Check out their album, Ferment. So they came over with the same wave as Blur and Radiohead oh, and that, yeah, yeah. that new wave of British uh, yeah. pulp. Yeah, I'm, I'm Elastica, obsessed with that whole all hit So Catherine Wheel have a couple of albums. I'll, I'll tell you which one to get. But uh, this stuff is really cool stuff. Cool. So and it's that same era, that same sound. Yeah. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love, like, even some more experimental stuff. But even, even guys like John Mayer and, like, uh, Ryan Adams, I don't know if you know him, but. Yeah, familiar Ryan Adams. I, I, I like kind of all this stuff that kind of lives in between that world. A band I really like is, uh, One Republic. Because yeah. they kind of meld that That's together. That's the one song I can play on piano. They have Yeah, we go. <laughs> what's, well, what's, he's another secret songwriter too. Yeah. He co-writes for all Lots these people, people that people don't know, yeah. and like that, he's one of my heroes. Ryan Tedder. He's crazy. What's the song dude? where yeah. they're? Uh, it's it's like the ball or the masquerade ball thing. It's a really cool song that they have. Oh. All the right. Oh, all the right moves. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah, the one that's you know. One. It's apologize was pretty much the apologize. one. Apologize, yeah, well, yeah, it was massive. Don't know that one. What Matt? Like, you do. I you just listen, don't do know that you know it. I listen to the broad range stuff, but it's mostly rock, so heavy stuff. So let's uh, like except for you <laughs> listen to the pop one. <laughs> the some pop. No, we, the, the some, one Republic pop song. Like the it was, it was always like playing in the gym that I worked at, and like back when you'd still see the occasional music video in some sort yeah. of format. Now no one watches music videos oh, anymore, yeah. except That's on YouTube, right? Uh, so pivoting, as Dean likes to use the mm-hmm. word, uh, you mentioned the Power of Habit is a book that you really like. Is there anything else like, like your favorite book? Something that's really profound that you'd say has like, impacted everybody? your life. Like the book, like if you were to pick the book, because you have some crazy. St- what was the one? The, what was the one? There's a book called uh, "The Surrender Experiment." Uh, it's by a guy named Michael. I think it's Michael A. Singer. Um, he also wrote this book called "The Untethered Soul," which is a pretty popular one. Uh, I, I've been meeting people, and they go like, "What's the one book?" And I go, "This book." And most people I suggest that to are like, "Oh." I know that book. And then you get that instant connection. You know when you, you really love a certain book? Yeah, the, way like you, a the way you do look at each other every day. Oh, book. yeah, yeah. We know, we know all those secrets. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking at Andrew funny. right now. I haven't now. heard of this. I'm like, what, what, is, what is this? <laughs> what, what is the book? It's, um, it's about, about it's, it's a little deviating from like, you know, structured self-help plan. It's a bit more of like a, a bit more spiritual, not in like a, a crazy like pseudoscience way, but it, just this guy's philosophy of like you know you probably heard of like the secret and stuff. That's a little bit more of yep. a mainstreamed kind of yep. similar idea, which is like yeah, you know I I follow certain things in that that have worked for me. Like I've got vision boards that are full of everything. Dude, that, you're in L.A. That's yeah, like the capital it, of pseudoscientific it, bullshit. It's right crazy. Now, so you're gonna but, get soaked up in some of that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's this book. Um, basically he decides to live his life um he he goes through this whole moment where he just decides life isn't what he wants it to be and he ends up getting divorced and he goes on this like meditative journey for like two months where he's just like sitting and meditating that was his only thing and he came up with this idea of like he just wants to uh explore life by letting things happen organically and like kind of like that that trusting your soul and being present in the moment and all that stuff but it was the the surrender experiment is the story of his life and he ended up being like a super successful like software ceo and doing all these crazy things so the one book is like how to do what he's doing which is a really popular one in this book the surrender experiment is like the story of his life and i read that one first and i was going through like this pretty 
crossroads moment in my life like i said i had this breakup and all, and usually that's a pretty big crossroads when you Catalyst. when it, it's really bad um but yeah it went through his whole life and it was just the most interesting story and the way it's actually like a, a story of things going on not necessarily like a self-help book but you're picking up all these things he's doing and learning from it but it those two together changed my life and changed my whole perspective on just like anxiety and stress and meditation and <laughs> what's, like, what's so the book what was the author's name again i think it's michael a singer uh this uh, surrender experiment is the one that's about his life, and uh, the untethered soul is the one now, to be a model. Read surrender. Lighting. You would like him. I'm pretty sure you would like untethered soul. Cool. Even yeah. if you don't like everything in it, I think you would appreciate you know a what? lot of it. It's all about exposing yourself to yeah, more what? stuff and lighting. And there's always things you can take away from it, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. I read it and there's like, oh, there's a bunch of bullshit. Well, there's probably still something good in there. I think the the basis of the idea is like you. you there's so much in life you can't plan and you can't control, but there's so much you can control. It's like take a firm grip on the things you can't control and the stuff that you can't. Sometimes you just got to like let it go and just let it be because it's wasting your energy on the things you can control instead of staying at home and being anxious and like worried about your life and your job and your debt and all that stuff. Like, like you go to the gym, control it, and things will start to cascade in a positive way. You know, you just described uh, the essence of one of my favorite books. Uh, if you're familiar with an author named Ryan Holiday, he has yeah. several really amazing books. And the Obstacle is the Way was a yeah, I read that one. Really profound. You book. recommend that? Yeah, I read that one. Love that book. So, yeah. what did you think? Great. Yeah, yeah. and it's a very lot of similar vein. Yeah, in, in all the stuff. Tell friends. Because <laughs> we're smart. I just think that book has a really. <laughs> like it, it has nothing to do with the time you saw him at the gym. It was actually all books. Yeah, and your dad gave him a good referral because he's like, yeah, this guy <laughs> saw me in the. This guy's Costco. eating so much Greek yogurt. You need to be exactly like him. I, I model <laughs> half my life on Andrew. You know, Andrew, <laughs> you actually are the, so to be a model. Surrender, lighting, scrawny brawny, meet Andrew. Andrew, yeah, Andrew. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Listen but. to this podcast every time it comes out. Yeah, done. Your model and then a musician. What's what's next? What's next in your career? So I know you talked about possibly touring, but like. In your mind, what are you doing in the next six months? Um, well, I I I'm I love songwriting. I love producing. Uh, I've set up a studio here in Edmonton. Um, so I, with the beautiful magic of the internet, now you can do a lot of stuff online. So I have a lot of people I'm still working with in LA, yeah. and so I can you know send stuff over the internet and work on that thing from here. Um, so for right now, I'm actually really really into doing that. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to keep writing, keep producing, uh, go back to LA eventually, uh, in a few months. And, um, yeah, like I, I'm doing so many things at once. It's a little, it's a little bit nuts in trying to describe it, but you know, it's the same as this philosophy, of this book, like I'm just doing all the things I'm passionate about and seeing where it takes me. So, uh, I really don't know what to expect for this year, but hopefully it'll be really fucking good. I'll be following along pretty closely. So now for anyone who doesn't already yet follow you and they want to check out your music or just your social media, where can they find you? Um, you can find all of my handles are the same. It's just Braden Wright, which my name is spelled a little strange for some people. So that's B R A E D E N W R I G H T. And, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on, sort of on snapchat but definitely on instagram 
Um, you can also find all of my music. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, all of those places. So find my name, you can find me. But if you Google search me, there's going to be definitely some interesting stuff. So uh, we were talking about like embarrassing pictures. <laughs> there's, maybe, there's maybe a couple out there too, but well, you're not wearing. You know, a whole I love lot. them all. Yeah, love girls. So yeah, he's. He, there's probably a lot of photos up where he's not wearing a whole lot. So if you're into that sort of thing, girls, <laughs> check it out. Or guys, if you're into that sort of thing, that's hey. great too, right? I'm sure that's any not... press is good press. Yeah, attention. Oh, yeah. Any attention is good. Yeah, man. Don't made. discriminate. I'm all about it. Yeah. All right. So we really appreciate you actually joining us. This was a blast. Uh, it was great to catch up with you. So, uh, guys, uh, please check out Brayden and follow along with what he's doing. He's an old friend of mine, someone I really want to see do well, and I'm glad to see that he is. And uh, as for us, if you are a fan of Brayden's finding us for the first time, so you can check out uh, my Instagram at Andrew Coates Fitness. Uh, Guido, what is it? Guido Power. Guido dot power and I actually Guido weird story. I learned my name has actually been said wrong my whole life. Yeah, some, what? People, from, some people from France met my auntie and uncle. They're like, Guido. it's actually it's Guido. Guido. There's a posture like a fucking backwards apostrophe. Anyways, long story short, I've never used it, but I guess that that changes it. So people are like, you're not French, but if you use the special e, you are French. So it's like so Guido is really the Italian fancy. version. Yeah, Guido. It's like Guido is Gu- French. Guido. So when you put on a suit and you go out, you know, I, would, I would use Guido. Guido. And then if who's I'm in the, the, if I'm in the gym, it's Guido. it's Guido. Guido is the gym, like sports one. Cause then they'll end up like, Oh, he's a total like Italian jock dude. Then Guido is like, I'm fancy when I have my special suit on. So yeah, Dean and I post a, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't give a shit about this. Has the suit on, just shreds and like, flexes. People like wrap it up already. Uh, but Dean and I post a ton of fitness stuff. And if you're not already following or if you're already are already following us, you know that. And uh, as for the podcast, if you really like this, try our last episode. We had a couple of friends are really super fun people, um, Mark and Michelle. And if you enjoy it, consider subscribing. Like we've got a ton of good podcasts already recorded and we're going to make a ton more. We got a lot of great guests lined up. We should have a really amazing trainer named Megan Calloway lined up. She should be, if everything goes according to plan, our next episode. And you're going to want to fo- uh, check her out. She's smart and cool. And guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Peace out. Shut up and sit down.